0: Jordan
1: and I think it's been my third. Jordan what is going on, DGen Nation? Kenny Kim here bringing you another Fantasy Golf Degenerates podcast. This week for the Valspar Championship. Before we get into this week, I'd like to address our sponsors, DraftKings, who pays our bills. We have a nice little promotion by DraftKings coming up a little bit later on the show also fantasy national golf club, go to dot slash FGD, save yourself 20% on a membership to fantasy national golf club. Usually I would say everyone welcome my favorite Canadian uh, at this point, but he's not here today. He's not going to be here for the next two weeks. Lucky bastard having a little two week break. So everyone say hello to my favorite Floridian, Ryan, bear Ryan, how are you this week? My friend?
2: I am good, Kenny. Thanks for having me on. And, uh, yeah, it seemed like Tambo was taking a, a much-deserved and much-needed break.
1: Yeah, I think he's, like, flying out. We, we have to record this Tuesday because of what the fuck happened last week with the players and that bullshit. And then, uh, you know, I think he's flying back in on Monday. So he will not be able to record. Perfect timing. Yeah, so so we will, we will go without him. It'll be me and Bear Off for the next two weeks, uh, our honorary fantasy golf degenerate member ryan barrow let's first off let's talk about uh this past week the player the shit show uh that was the players i'm mean, honestly you've gotten lucky uh as the season's gone on with the weather delays it's just been perfect weather almost every single week uh every single round barely any delays uh it all sort of came to a head uh this past week uh, at the Players' Championship with, you know, the the, the final round heading, uh, you know, the, the the second round finishing on Sunday at like 2 p.m. Uh, Brendan Steele with the last spot of the second round around 2.15 on Sunday. Uh, the, the grounds craft did a really good job, uh, you know, being letting us fit, letting the tournament finish by Monday. Let's go ahead and talk about the event. And, of course, Cam Smith, what would you think uh, about the win? What would you think about the event, Ryan, and how did you do this week?
2: Did terribly. Thank you. Uh, as uh, we were talking about off air, I not only stacked the wrong wave, which I, I think a lot of people did. Yeah. Um, I really didn't do it as a wave stack per se. I just liked more of the guys who were in that PM AM wave. Um, but uh, I also was very overexposed to Matsuyama and a few of the other withdrawals. So kind of bad luck, kind of bad building. Um, I, I enjoyed the event as much as I could having 0% Cameron Smith. <laughs> uh, that dude's an absolute wizard. That was incredible to watch. And, uh, yeah, you guys got a taste of Florida weather. That's kind of what can happen here. Uh, It can rain and it can stop and go, or it can just not stop. Um, Definitely fucked up my work schedule, my sleep schedule, all of the above. But uh, at least we got some drama down the stretch. That was fun.
1: Yeah, so, I mean, at a certain point in that leaderboard, it looked like, you know, like a fall series event. But, that, you know, that's the way the Players' Championship at TPC Sargers has played. We've talked about that before in the past. Uh, this is, of course, it doesn't favor anyone. It brings a lot of people the play. It uh, makes it hard to handicap. makes it hard to bet. Uh, and it was definitely difficult. Uh, you know, you, you saw the leaderboard back there. You see Keegan up there. I mean, guys, Hoagie was up there again. Um, guys you wouldn't really think that would be in there for such a huge event, a $20 million purse. Uh, you know, something about, like, the, the top four golfers made like 8.7 million. And I think the total purse this week is 7.8 for the Valspar yeah. championship. Uh, so big week uh, for, for a lot of those guys, uh, for me personally, uh, you know, I, I really wanted that Cam Smith ball to go in the water on 17. I thought it had a chance because it I, did. I live bet air bond, Harry at 200 to one on Friday morning. Uh, so that was my sweat. You know, I, I, I've been live betting pretty well. And this is the one guy I had, you know, uh, for me, I wave stacked as well. Uh, I went a.m., PM. I had like 20, 21 golfers a.m., p.m., uh, no, I'm sorry, p.m., a.m. And then like 11 golfers a.m., p.m. Uh, and then, I, you know, I did about 12 real wave stacks out of my sixty, so about 20%. Um, and then I did like two that were AM PM because, you know, that's what we've talked about that before. Sometimes it doesn't go the way you think it's going to go. It definitely did not yep. go the way we thought it was going to go, uh, with, with the way the weather was delayed early on. And then the, uh, that, that AM PM or the PM AM crowd, or uh, who, who had the advantage it was the AM the, PM crowd. The a.m., p.m., yeah. 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 Having to just skip Saturday basically, yep. you know, until, yeah, they're really, really lucky for them. Three-stroke difference in the way. Was, yeah, huge, huge. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, you know, personally, though, it, it, hopefully you guys caught my change uh, in my cash game cornerstones. I put it on Twitter. I rarely do it. I've done cash game cornerstones for about four to five years. I might have switched it. This might be the third time uh, I've ever switched in the middle of the week. And the reason I switched, I went from Vegas to Keegan Bradley because I thought Keegan was going to be in the better wave. Now it didn't turn out that way. Hey, but you know, sometimes the sun shines on the monkey's ass every now and then, and it worked out. Uh, Keegan was, it was a nice little change for my cash game cornerstones, even though it wasn't because of the reason I thought it was going to be, but I'll take it. Uh, so another four for four week uh, with the cash game cornerstone. Thank you, Scott Piercy for going five over on the last two holes to not only drop the cut line, the plus two, Also to miss the cut, uh, as he was in the top twenty, I think top twenty five, going into the last two holes uh, of the second round. I think it's a third four for four I've had in the last four or five weeks. So we're picking up a little steam. We're doing okay. I literally hate my cash game cornerstones this week. So more than likely they are going to do well. Uh, So we'll see how that goes. Uh, Anything anything else catch your eye about this? Like how are how are you going to look at this? event, or are you going to look at it at all when going back and, and trying to figure out which golfers to use the next few weeks? Is this just a dud or how do you go about
2: Mostly a dud. Um, I think, um, yeah, like I think you can basically ignore some of the stuff. Um, I mean, we'll talk about Matt Fitzpatrick, right? Missed the cut. He was in the wrong wave. A lot of that was putting, you know, he putted terribly, had the bad weather. Like maybe that's something you can ignore. Um, I I think that's one, and then just like some final takeaways from the final round when the weather finally sort of calmed down, they had a full day. Like, I mean, no one really talked about Dustin Johnson tying the course record and shooting 63. Uh, That's eighteen to one this week. Eighteen to one this week. weather, I bet bet
1: that. Yeah, maybe
2: not this week. Maybe this week. Maybe not. But like, you talk about match play, you talk about Augusta. Yeah, that's a very interesting one.
1: So yeah, yeah, it looked like you know after a little bit of you know uh, a roller coaster type of season so far, mostly on the down. Except you know when he went to Saudi, he played pretty well there. Uh, 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 You know, it looks like the game was coming back up for DJ. I think I think you could take into it. I think you could take the good stuff from this. Uh, I think any any poor play, I think you can just sort of boot out the side. Even the people that had the good wave, because just you know not playing for two days. Uh, you know, in that wave, I think that can affect people as well from the first round to the second round. Um, so yeah, I think you could take the good and just eliminate bad, uh, yeah. from, from from this event when it comes down to it. All right, so let's get to this. Uh, yeah, what are we going to talk about now? Let's talk about our Listener league. I keep forgetting Tambo's not here to guide me. You know, I've had a pretty crappy 24 hours, you know, I had that, I had that miscue uh, second place runner up. I failed my first final inspection. This is like my seventh job failed that, uh, yesterday. I I got everything fixed today and I'll be able to pass tomorrow. Uh, but you know, first one, first failing of a final inspection I've had on an office bill would suck. Uh, this morning I found out that like my emails, all my emails haven't been coming through. Like I figured it was light, but you know, in the last week, but it was like just enough, Emails coming through to like make me not worry, and then I found out I missed like 120 emails uh, in the last <laughs> week. Uh, and then the, the worst part about that is I'm ending a current office build and I'm starting a brand new office build, and I am the estimator, project manager, and superintendent for both those jobs. So, yeah, missing those emails sucked. Uh, yeah. It's not been good. Today was not a great day. So, if I am not as jovial as I usually am on the Fantasy Golf Generals podcast, that is your reason why. I'll try, but I can't guarantee it. Let's move on to the listener league this week that I do not have up and I am not ready, but I will find for you guys as quickly as possible. All right, so the winner this week was... Oh, yeah, and I lost the three-man to Tambo. Tambo finally won one, but good for you, Tyler. Finally won a three-man. I think the second one he's won uh, this season so far. So let's go ahead and look at this. The winner was JD nine two four nine three with a Victor Hovland avatar uh, up there. Hovland with like two thousand seven hundred fifty strokes gained ball striking uh, this past week, <laughs> looking real strong uh, out there. Well, from tee to green outside of around the greens, which you know he is second to last. In the PGA Tour this year in strokes gain around now, he's last,
2: just so you know.
1: Oh, is he dead last now? He's dead last now. Yep. There you go. All right, so JD 92493 with the Victor hovland looking stone picture, which is every picture Victor takes. He looks high as shit. I don't know what it is. Oh, and then Victor, what did oh, before we get into this, what did you think of Hovland and Domin against Berger? Um, uh, you know, usually it's Berger the one who's the cop. Uh, it looked like it was the, the the ties were switched uh, on that one, and I think how and Diamond were sort of in wrong. It didn't look like it was the place they wanted him to go back. Did not look like the correct place. What did you think of all that? And mad respect to the PGA Tour for actually posting that whole entire encounter. Uh, yeah, I, I like that. That that was nice of them. To do that, usually they just sort of blur those out and try to make all these golfers perfect uh, and stuff like that. And that's just not the case. What'd you think of that uh, little episode with those guys?
2: Yeah, it was interesting. Um, I think uh, it's hard to tell from video. It's hard to tell from the shot tracer, which is not always accurate. I mean, I believe I believe all of them had had positive intent. I think Berger said, "I think it crossed where he thought it crossed," and from where Hovland was standing and uh, Joldano was standing, I think they felt that way, but. At the end of the day, it's two against one. Like that's yeah. it. Like, yeah, he had to go I, back. It's two. Against I think one. they compromise somewhere, but like he's not going to get that drop when the two of them say no. no.
1: Well, actually, the, the guy, the guy said the, the rules officials came and said, "You, Daniel, it's your choice. You, it's your shot. You pick where you yeah. want it." You know, and Berger did the correct thing by saying, "Well, it's two against one. I can't go against them, even though I think they're wrong as shit." Now we've seen this happen the last couple of weeks. Yeah. Uh, there was a one with the Laird and Casey calling someone out from another hole uh, 100 yards away uh, the week before when Shuffler won. Yeah. Now, do you think this is normal? I think it's normal. I think this happens a lot more than people will see. We're just seeing it more on video. Now, or do you think there's an uptick in this type of, uh, of, 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 of situations, and is there a reason for it? Um,
2: <laughs> I think there's an uptick because more guys been in the water. Um, <laughs> no, I, look, they're playing for a lot of money, and yeah. uh, this was the final round. Of the players, and they're—I mean—they're I mean, they're literally playing for millions of dollars. Right. I think that had something to do with it. If this was on a Thursday or Friday, or whatever, we probably would never even have
1: seen the video. All right, I agree. Uh, sorry, JB nine two four nine three for uh, breaking away. But your 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 lineup was the winner, and it was solid. He had Victor Hovland. Had to have Victor Hovland there if your avatar is going to be high-ass. Victor Hovland. So he had Victor ninety-six point five points, finished in ninth place. Cameron Smith, the winner, 8% owned, 121 points. Scotty Sheffield, who just barely made the cut, but made the cut, 26.1%, 61 points. Sung J. M., who made the cut, yeah, he made the cut as well, 11% owned, 56 points. Adam Hadwin, uh, who might be a favorite this week, 6.6% owned, 79 points. And Seaweed Doug Kimchi, half a percent, 86.5 points. What would you think of the lineup there?
2: I mean, that could have won GPPs. I think, yeah. Uh, like, that's, I mean, not just having Cam, who was low-owned, but, uh, I mean, Victor Hoffman was fairly low-owned. Doug Gim was obviously not owned at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and kind of hung in there. Like, he didn't have a great Sunday, but I think he still finished close to the top 10. <clears throat> yeah, that was a good team. I I, uh, I didn't have a lot of those guys. Um, as I mentioned, I had 0% Cam Smith. Um, I also faded some JM, even though he faded on on the weekend. I had one. That was one that I had quite a bit of. But, yeah, I mean, Very
1: solid team. Good lineup there, brother. J.D., we will put you in the foreman this week with myself, Tambo, Ryan, and you to see who can go uh, win that this past week for bragging rights in like $3.70. So you you can't forget about the money. All right. So let's get to this week. Uh, Valspar, championship, another Florida course. Moves to Tampa, around the Tampa. Tampa, great place. Great strip clubs. Uh, (laughs) Oz. Oz is a strip club that I went to down there. If you're ever in Tampa, go to Oz. It's great. Uh, uh, Let's say the last time I went there, I will tell the story before we get into it. The last time I went to Oz, uh, it'll be the last time I ever bring, I I know I'm getting old now as, as I'm telling this story, because the last time I went to Oz was, um, in in this in the summer went there for a little mini vacation went back down there bottle service VIP that's just how I roll uh, when I go to the strip clubs and you know I I gave the, uh, the 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 big guy in the front who was seating people at the VIP game 100 bucks uh, so he let me pick every single girl that I wanted uh, to come sit with our group so you know I'm picking you know the hottest girls there is and uh, really really like you can get nines or tens at us. And so um, I'm there, I, you know, there's one girl that I really, really, yes, she was, she was beautiful. So yeah, I'm, I'm taking, I'm, I'm going, I'm going to take her back into the champagne room. You guys know what happens in the champagne room. Uh, but she just kept all bugging me about, "Can oh, okay, you want to bring my friend? Can we bring my friend? I mean, she was hot too. And I was like, fine, fucking bring your friend. So, you know, little, 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 little threesome back there in the um, champagne room. And the issue is. I think I'm at the age where it's just too much going on at one time, like too much titties and like too much bouncing around and too much legs flying in the air. I am not a fan of multiple women anymore when it comes to that type of situation. When I was younger and more virile. Yes. But now I think I am getting old. I can't do that anymore. And I don't want to pay double the price Uh, sticking with one woman at a time. That's the way it's gonna go. I have learned my lesson at Oz, another good strip club at Tampa is the one that's shaped like a UFO. There is a I, I can't uh, mods Venus. Yeah. Uh, the, the strip club is, is shaped like a UFO, and the VIP room is in the UFO top. It's weird. All right, that's enough strip club talk. Let's get to this week uh, the Val Spar Championship in Tampa. Uh copyright course at Innisbrook Resort. A great course. Sort of like last week, brings everybody into play. Uh, Really no special type of golfer consistently wins this event. Uh, This is probably one of the best fields they've ever had uh, for this event. We'll see if there's any more withdrawals. There was a few, but still pretty, pretty strong field we're having, especially up top. When we get a little bit to the middle and lower, gets a little ugly. Um, you know, plenty of course history here. Tournament has been played since year, here since 2000. There was course changes around 2016. So you might want to just use those from 2016 on when you do your course history. One of the hardest courses on tour. Perennially in the top six most difficult courses year in and year out. Weather and wind can play, you know, major factors here. Uh, 50 mile per hour is the norm it's calling for like 10 to 20 i think there might be a one day where the gust can go up to 30 miles per hour again we saw what happened last week we'll we'll have to check it out uh, to see if there is any wave stacks uh, that we're going to look for that we can get wrong once again uh there has been a decent amount of rain in tampa uh you know this month and there's some rain in the forecast tuesday and wednesday so the early rounds could play a little bit softer You might see see a little bit easier scoring on Thursday and Friday. Uh, The weekend should bring in the more fast and firm conditions. Um, You know, it's a cop red course 7,300 plus yard, par 71, five par threes, four par fives. Course, usually one of the most difficult par 71 tracks on tour. It's known for the snake pit, very tough three hole stretch. You guys in Florida, you love those names of those three hole stretch. Difficult 3 all stretches. you got the bear traps, yes. the, snake, the snake pit, uh, 16, 17, 18. 16 always catches my eye uh, here, you know, because it has the dog leg right off the tee, uh, you know, and then water lining the whole right side, uh, mm-hmm. the fairly making accuracy. You know, it, it's a must. If you overcompensate, hit it left, trees come into play. If you overfade it uh, or, you know, overdraw it if you're a lefty, it's going in the water. It's a great hole where you'll see a myriad of clubs being used off the tee. I think like six years ago when Charles won here, this is the one that sticks out in my mind, uh, hit an iron off the tee, left himself like a 210-yard approach uh, on Sunday, on his way to par and the win. Bill Haas, who was in the lead at the time, perfect three-wood uh, off the tee, but short sided his approach leading to a bogey, eventual playoff loss. Routinely, 16 is one of the hardest um, hole on the course and one of the most difficult holes on tour. Copperhead, deceptively long. Four of the five par threes are over 200 yards. All the par fives are over 550. Only one par four is under 420 yards. The fact a driver off the tee is not really the best play on most holes, and the course becomes really daunting. You know, a lot of long irons, 175, 200, 200-plus. 200 You're going to see a bunch of those. You guy better be good at the long irons this week. Off the tee, golfers are going to see uh, you know, tight, tree line fairways, massive dog legs, thickest rough, elevation changes, many bunkers, water and plant only about five holes. Uh, the fairways are average in size, but they tend to get really, really narrow at the 300-yard mark and above. Uh, that's why you're going to see a lot of less than driver uh, this week. Copperhead, one of the shortest on tour, routinely ranking in the bottom six in average driving distance. Precision and placement, more important than length, the driver left in the bag. Greens usually firm, average stint meter speed around 11 to 12, uh, unless you land the ball above the hole, since most of the greens here are sloped from back to front. Uh, The greens are average in size, and you take into account only square footage, but they're going to look a lot smaller for the tour players just because they're going to be hitting those mid to long irons on their approach shots for the majority of the holes. There are also some very long skinny putting surfaces, which skews, The average size of the greens. The par three, fourth, and 14th come into mind as greens that are like long and skinny uh, landing areas, very, very small. Uh, As with most courses in Florida, the grass on the greens will be Bermuda grass and is overseeded with poa, but there has been some of times, depending on when this event is placed, where the poa ends up becoming dormant and it's pure Bermuda. Uh, Maybe. Or Ryan, do you have an, an idea of what that is going to be like this week since you are in Florida?
2: Yeah, I mean, it, it, it should look a lot like last week, right, where it's, um, it looks nicer, right? It looks like bent. It looks like something very smooth. Um, and I think what that does, you know, it definitely allows, we call it bad putters, to do okay. I mean, you obviously saw Paul Casey win here twice in a row. I've seen Corey Connors get close here. Uh, Skrillman won here. Uh, Woodland's played well here. Bubbles played well, like not necessarily good putters. Um, so yeah, definitely. I think, you nailed like premium on, on uh, ball striking um, accuracy. It is a longer course, uh, but it does play firm. Right. So I think again, brings a lot of guys in here. It's really going to be focusing on that uh, long iron play.
1: Well, you know, you would think that like, you know, last week in a course where t- typically less to driver, you know, narrow ish fairways guys who can hit the driver. And be super accurate, would we'll be fine. Colin Morikawa, uh, that did not work out last week. And he was in the wrong wave, so we can give him that. But I'm probably going to go back to him again this week. Let's go to this top tier. Before, actually, I'm sorry. Before we get to the DraftKings tiers, let's go ahead and pay some bills.
0: College basketball fans, join the action on the court during the biggest tournament of the year with DraftKings Sportsbook. Turn your team's victory into your own big win. New customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. It's that simple. If they win, you win. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still join the College Hoops action with DraftKings Pools. Everyone can play free. Pools all March long for a shot at a share of over $250,000 in prizes. Simply join a pool and answer questions like who will make it to the next round and who will hit the most three-pointers and then track your results. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code FGD, bet $5 on any college hoops team to win, and get $200 in free bets if they do. If they win, you win with promo code FGD this week at DraftKings Sportsbook. 21 plus, restrictions apply. See show notes for details.
1: All right, so let's get to these tiers. Let's start up in the 10K range. We got DJ all the way to JT. Uh, how are you going about this top range this week, Ryan?
2: I don't know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I so I'll start with who I don't like and probably not going to play Xander, even though he's going to be the lowest owned. Um, he just hasn't played well in Florida. Uh, obviously, did not play well last week, uh, and really just seems to be in a little bit of a rut. You know, he's he, he's had some decent finishes, but like even when he seems to be playing well, he is you know, obviously not winning. But he's lacking that extra gear. Like okay. He's, 12th, or 15th or 18th or 20th, but it's just not getting into the top five and not contending. And for 10,300, you need him to win or contend. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, so who do you like? In a vacuum, Justin Thomas seems like the best play, um, but you know, he's, he's, he's 11 <clears> K, <throat> excuse me, probably going to be the highest zone of these guys. Um, I mean, Hovland, He's just been so good. I, I don't know how you don't have him number one here above the other guys. Um, I think ownership will dictate very interested to see what happens with Morikawa after being like the yeah. highest zone stud last week, missing the cut. Now coming to another course that although he hasn't played here, seems like would be perfect for him. Yeah. Um, I usually don't play a lot of Morikawa. I'm guessing I'm not going to do it this week. So I guess if I had to rank them for me, it is Hovland one, JT two, Dustin Johnson three.
1: Yeah, I'm going to play, Dustin. Uh, I think Hovland's going to be my favorite play, uh, but I'm going to play a lot of DJ as well. Those two are going to be the two guys I'm going to try and mix and match. I'm going to throw in Morikawa as well. I'm going to start the majority of my lineups uh, with three guys from here. It's going to be uh, DJ Hovland and uh, and and uh, Morikawa. I got DJ and Hovland, 1A and 1B. Uh, and then, uh, you know, if if you put a gun on my head, I would probably have Hovland ranked higher. Uh, than DJ, but I really liked yeah. what I saw with Dustin Johnson on Sunday. Uh that was, you know, an eye-opening round. Uh it seemed like he was back in it. He played pretty well the first round too. Uh so, you mm-hmm. know, a couple, of you, so you know, half the round and the others, you know, it was a mess uh in between. So yeah, you can't really judge him based on that. So um I, I like the way he's playing I put the bet on JT on uh, DJ. I like it at 18 to one, the fifth favorite uh in this field. Um I'll go ahead and put my money down uh, on Dustin mm-hmm. Johnson this week. And so, uh, yeah, I'm going to start the, my lineups with those three guys. Uh, if I'm going to rank him, Hovland first, TJ second, and then uh, Morikawa third. I'm hoping for a little bit of uh, Morikawa. You know, yeah. Like, maybe, maybe maybe we get him on, like, 13% or something like that and get lucky instead of his usual higher percentage uh, that we normally see for him. All right, so in the uh, 9K range, I'm going – my three Cascade Cornerstones are going to be in this range. Um, I'm going to go, again, once you get below the 9K range, uh, you know, the, the win equity, I think, is really, really drops a lot. Uh, you know, a, a lot more than you saw last week. Uh, Or you'll see in a major or something like that. So, you know, Mm. I want to go three studs, one punt. That's what I'm doing again. It's been working well. Uh, for me, uh, you know, ever since I did this change, uh, this season's been uh, a little bit more of an upswing when it comes to my cash game. cornerstones cornerstones As you know, from the p- pandemic to the end of last season, uh, wh- hasn't been that great. So, sort of catching up, getting this new flow. So, the first cash game cornerstone is going to be Louis uh, at ninety-nine hundred dollars. Uh, of course, you know the iron game is always strong. He gets to, t- the tee to green is is really good. Uh, bogie avoidance, I think, is something that's going to be uh, needed. And he's top ten in that in the field. In the last last 50 rounds of course his course history here is really really solid one thing i did catch from at fantasy at the fantasy grind um i think uh, a few of the winners like two of the last five or something like that have a miscut at this event uh the year before so it's not all course history but you know when it comes mm-hmm. to cash for me uh, i tend to weigh course history a little bit more uh, than I would for my GPP plays. Uh, so that's how I'm going to so Usti as my first Cascade Cornerstone. Second Cascade Cornerstone is last year's winner, Sam Burns, who was in contention uh, until he fell off a little bit on Sunday. His game looks like he went through a little bit of a lull, got back in the Florida He loves Florida and it looks like his game has returned since it's come back to Florida Uh, once again you know the iron play once again real strong course history great Uh, I don't think you're going to have to make too much of an argument for Sam Burns with what two or three wins in the last year and a half so you know Mm -hmm. he can win Uh, Ussie maybe not win podium podium for Ussie I'll take that for him Uh, and then uh, then I'm going to answer again another guy who uh, looks like he has been playing a little bit better here recently uh, the iron game has looked a little bit better uh, overall. And you're coming back to a course that he's very, very comfortable with uh, again. He was, you know, involved in the first few days uh, last week, you know, and it fell off a little bit towards the end, but I do like him. You know, he has that wind um, at South wind, which is not a similar course, but you can, know, you can you see uh, similarities between the two if you needed to. Um, and so I, I like answers. So those three guys, I'm using in cash uh, for GPPs here. Uh, I think Kokrak is going to be the most popular. W- what do you think when it comes popularity outside of the three that I just listed? Uh, you think, uh, because you think that you think people are going to go back to Rack? His finishes haven't been that great, mm-hmm. but his performance here has always been strong. What do you think of Kokrak?
2: Uh I, I think he's overpriced. I think that'll keep the ownership down. Uh, I would be shocked if he's over 10% Honestly, Okay. For yeah yeah and and he played okay last week i think on on sunday like halfway through round three he may have been like two under or something like that and then he faded a little bit but um i think that's a very interesting one curious to see the ownership on matt fitzpatrick um after burning everybody last week at a a much lower price um again i think it's a great course fit i love the bounce back candidates um if he is eight nine ten percent owned i'll certainly be overweight there um, I think I'm going a little different. Uh, my favorite is Burns also. I think he just has a lot going for him here. Answer makes sense, but I expect the popularity. Yeah. Um, I think the one guy that I like that I'm not going to play is Shane Lowry. I just think he's he's due for a letdown. Stats are great. Seems like he makes sense here. But I think he's played a lot of weeks in a row now. I think he's just kind of ready for a break. Um, I'm not going to play Louie. I think he's overpriced. Iron play wasn't great last week. He didn't even putt that well, and if Louis is not going to gain two or three or four strokes putting, he's not going to do anything for you. Like that's that's kind of what you need out of him. Uh, I think
1: um, think one thing about Louis is this is the first time we'll see him in back-to-back weeks mm -hmm. this season. Uh, I think you know having a little bit of flow, even though I I mean how much flow can you get after? I don't know know how much flow there was. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, he he could be right about that, but at least he's playing back-to-back weeks. Uh, we'll see how. Well, is this going goes- to be three in a row
2: for him? Because I, I don't expect him to skip the match play. So maybe he is, uh, he's going to take an early departure here. And My God, don't say that. Kind of head you out to the that. match play. But yeah, yeah I, know. I, I, like, I just think for him, if he's not putting well, he's not going to do anything for you. Um, I'm not going to play Hatton at that price either. Very interesting one is Brooks. I kind of never play Brooks. I played Brooks last week. Got bit like everybody else. Well, um, but it, he makes sense here. Like he should putt well on these greens. His long iron play is good, but he just hasn't been good. Like, yeah, yeah. But I could see Brooks anywhere from like 4% to 12% this week. So I'm just kind of happy to see
1: it, that. Shape if goes. he's 4%, I mean, you sort of have to play him, right? I'm he could kidding, be. I, I mean, everyone's exactly.
2: going to play Burns. Everyone's yeah. going to play Answer. A lot of people yeah. are going to play Louis. Yeah. A lot of people are, are going double stud and then skipping this range entirely. So I don't know. Yeah. I feel like books yeah. may not be popular this week.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I see that. I mean, people go, what, DJ Morikawa to start? I mean, mm-hmm. it's not, not the yeah, worst. Yeah, then you gotta hop to go down until probably yeah. mid sevens. Yeah. Yep, yep. All right, so let's go to this 8K range. Ryan, why don't you go ahead and start? Um,
2: yeah, very interesting range here. Um, the only guy that I'm, I'm excited to play, and it's Hard to be excited to play Bubba Watson, but I, I think I am. Um, he's done okay here. His storm has been good. People will look at his finish last week and not realize that he actually played really well for a couple of days. He did. Uh, really almost three days. I think he was like minus four um, halfway through Sunday. So as, as kind of they were starting round three. Um, and he's at this price point where, again, he's just not going to fit a lot of people's bills. like Unless you're going like 9K, 9K, and then Bubba as your number three guy. Certainly like came a lot. Um, I'm also using, I don't know if this makes sense or not. I'm using TPC River Highlands as, as kind of one of my favorite comps here, which I usually try and keep it a, a lot more geographical than that. <laughs> but if you just look at like the two guys with the best course history there are Casey and Bubba. Uh, Russell Knox has won there and played well here. Uh, Streelman has won both places. Keegan has played very well at both places. Ches has played okay at both places. Like I, I think there's a lot of overlap between those. So, uh, and that's obviously one of his favorite courses. So he's the one guy that I'm excited to play. Um, (laughs) For GPPs, I don't think you're going to get a better spot for Webb Simpson. He is going to be 1% owned. Um, A few people played him last week just because he was cheap. Now he's not cheap. Uh, This course should suit him really well. And if he is healthy and if he... Kind of got through some rust last week. Like I don't know, that could be a big difference maker this week. Yeah, JPP oh, G- uh, only. Be
1: clear. Yeah, <laughs> many many people consider this not really a Florida course, uh, mm-hmm. more more of a Carolina type yeah. of, of setup and course uh, here at you know, That should suit Webb pretty strongly. Uh, I don't mind that play at all. I like that for JPPs just because you know he he went through, he made it through a couple of rounds last week. Uh, there was rumors that he had a neck surgery. I heard that mm-hmm. rumor. Uh, I don't know if it's valid or not, uh, but if he's out here playing again this week, he's probably healthy. Um, mm-hmm. And so, and you have to think Keegan's going to be popular. I did bet Keegan for the first time ever in my life 50 to 1. I don't know what I'm thinking. I put the money down. It's, my betting card is horrible uh, this week. So uh, I was like, who else? Who else? I went, answer and, and DJ. And I was like, I have no idea what to after that. I, I, I was like, I have no clue. Uh, let me throw some Keegan. Let me throw some Hadwin out there. Uh, that's basically what yeah, I, I think
2: Keegan, uh, I mean, obviously makes sense. Probably due for a huge letdown after how he finished last week,
1: You would but. think. Well, I mean, 11th and 5th or something like that. 11th and 6th, yeah. back-to-back rings. Pretty pretty good, you know. He's on a he right. little mini heater, and he likes this course. Uh, yeah. It fits because, you know, he's he, he is accurate off the tee. Iron game strong. It makes a lot of sense. The putting, you said earlier, that you see shady putters uh, do well. He makes sense, and I think I am mm-hmm. going to use him. Uh, we'll see what the ownership is. Because if, it's like, if he's like the chalkiest chalk, it just – that's Both just, him and uh, Woodland
2: could get very popular
1: this yeah. week. So we'll, uh, see how I think, yeah, we'll, we'll see how that goes. We'll see how people really take into effect course history because Woodland's missed the last three cuts here. Yeah. Uh, so, so we'll see. People are getting a lot sharper uh, on that angle when it comes to DFS players. Uh, they are not looking just at course history like they did four or five years ago, where it sure. was like the second most important thing that people looked at. Uh, yeah. You know, it's sort of been pushed down uh, the, the, the rankings there a little. What about Russell Knox? um again, yeah another good finish last week he's made like seven cuts six cuts in a row all at 33rd and finally broke through uh mm-hmm. with the sixth place finish last week he's played well here uh 8100 doesn't seem unfair for the way he's playing Uh, are you playing him seems a little high
2: for this field that's my only concern but no i mean he raced out exceptionally well played well last week um i mentioned tpc river highlands he won there um uh, so that's good for something so yeah if, if if Knox is not going to be popular, then I would certainly
1: probably take an overweight
2: stance there. All
1: right, let's go to this 7k range. Uh, Hadwin, Hadwin just, just jumps Everyone's going to play Hadwin, yeah. yeah, yeah. I think he might be one of the most popular golfers out there. I bet him at 60 mm-hmm. to 1. If he's the chalkiest of chalk, like I said, any 7k chalk, a lot of times is worth the fade. Uh, we'll see what the ownership mm-hmm. happens. Now, if, if you're going to stray from him, I mean, like you said, Streelman has had pretty good course history here. Um, one guy that, where do we go? One guy who I think, I don't think is going to get too far owned. Uh, going to be Molinari. Um, mm-hmm. you know, if you, if you look at Francesco, uh, you know, not bad T the green, uh, last week, he's made a bunch of cuts in a row. I mean, this is the most cuts he's made in a row, uh, in a long, long time. Um, And maybe his game is back. A lot of the courses that he made the cut on a little long, you know, Genesis farmers made the cut longer courses. Uh, Now this one's not necessarily short, but you know, he's going to be more in tune with how everyone else is going off the tee uh, because Mm -hmm. it is a a true less than driver course. Uh, So I do like Molinari in this top end. Uh, Who do you like in the top seven K range there?
2: Yeah, pretty similar. I I mean, I think I'm, I'm going to play Adwin. just going to have to get unique with builds and all of that uh you mentioned Streelman; big fan of him on paper aaron wise makes sense but aaron wise is is terrible and aaron wise is always <laughs> over owned yeah he loves horrible. to play i, aaron I can't wise.
1: play him i am too. Um,
2: but he, he he seems to have improved in terms of he's not making as many huge mistakes so he's a little more consistent but like i'm not excited to play aaron wise um after that I mean, Vegas continues to show up in models, but I'm not super excited about that. Um, and I got a bunch of plays uh, lower, but that's probably it. Like, I'm going to play Hadman Overweight. I'm going to play Struman Overweight. That's probably it from that group, you know, above. Why don't you go down to the 7K yeah. range,
1: the lower 7K range? Go ahead. So there's a few here. Um, yeah, I have a few. I like, I like, I like more people So you saw the Doc Yeah, so you saw Doc Redman
2: show up last week. And, and again, I'm, I'm not putting a ton into last week but he held his own all weekend. He was playing with Rom. He was playing with JT that like he was in really strong pairings and playing really well all weekend. Um, and earlier this year, like the last on the West coast, his ball striking was good. Like the iron play was coming back, Pebble, uh, Torrey pines, things like that. So I'll certainly play some of Redmond. Um, one guy who I never play is Danny McCarthy. Uh, I hate playing Danny McCarthy because it's usually all putting and short game, but I was taking a look at the worked last week. Yeah, I was looking at that kind of 175 plus range, right? And I ran the the rolling report on uh, awful, Fantasy National. Man. Well, awful, right? In his last 100 rounds, he is 138th. In his last 50 rounds, he's 109th. But then listen to this. In his last 24 rounds, he's 63rd, and then 38th, and then 12th, and then 10th. So what? does this mean that he's improved his long irons? I guess. Is it sustainable? Maybe, but... That's the trend that I like to see. And if Denny McCarthy can hit long irons, he's going to be in the top 10 here. Like there's no yeah. doubt about that. So um, I like him. I like Redmond. Um, I like Svensson again. I think he's going to be fairly popular. And then my favorite GPP player this week is going to be Alex Smalley. Uh, you mentioned course history. He has none. Has never played here before, but I mean, that guy's good. He does a lot of things really well. He doesn't make a lot of mistakes and he can score. Um, I think we saw him make most of the cuts on, on the West coast and kind of throughout the Florida swing. And, um, I like to buy these guys low and uh, low owned while they're young. And we don't know a lot about them. And Smalley's definitely one of those guys who I think will be here for a long time.
1: Yeah. Uh, for me, I like Schwab, a couple of top tens in a row. Might as well throw it mm-hmm. out there. See if you keep the heater going. Uh, and then you know, the long iron play, uh, last 50 rounds, Martin Laird and, uh, Adam Svensson. Uh, yep. I think they make a lot of sense uh this week as well maybe a little ct pan i know steve Vanford was big on pan this week so i'm just going to go ahead and tail him on that 104 mm-hmm. the one steve is uh too sharp so uh you know i'll go ahead and, and play him even though i didn't see it uh when i first looked i read his article i was like well steve says it's, he's gonna bet him. i might as well play him and yeah. bet him too uh so so we'll go ct pan and then the two guys uh layered and fencing down here Amido. Uh, sort of rates out well. What do you do with Mito? Is he, is he, is he good enough to play now? Is Mito I, season you know, over? I don't,
2: I don't play Mito very often. I don't either. Um, I don't either. He certainly rates out really well, and I think yeah. he's going to continue to rate out well until we get more numbers. Um, uh-huh. he, just, he doesn't have the upside for drafting scoring, right? Yeah. Like he, he's had so many rounds. Even when he plays well, he's making like three birdies around. Like, but not many not, bogeys. Not many no, bogeys. It,
1: and that's the thing is, you know, you yeah. know you see a course like this where it could be single-digit under par wins. You know, the, the bogey avoidance could be a big deal. We saw – Compare him. Oh, you know, a few weeks ago we had, like, three birdies and finished in the top 10. We're still, you know, top yeah. 15 in the scoring because of the placement points.
2: Yeah, but, like, compare him. So compare Mito at that same price, right, with a guy like Stenson, the birdies yeah. he can make, Martin yeah. Laird, Pat and yeah. who, who – the guy fucking makes birdies and street. He had 10 birdies on Sunday. Same as Cam Smith. Um, and, 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 and even right below that, like, I like Charlie Hoffman. Maybe he's not healthy right now, but, like, I would rather take birdie upside than play a guy like Joe.
1: All right. I think you might have talked me into Denny. Uh, I never play right? that
2: guy. I, I, I never play Denny, but I feel like but, he also has this rap of, like, play Denny on, on short, easy courses, and I think uh, all of that is going to keep the ownership down.
1: Yeah, yeah, we'll see. Uh, because uh, my two final cash plays are going to come from this range. And mm-hmm. I had an idea of what I was going to do. Now I don't. So we'll see. We'll see. We'll see yeah. how that goes. Why don't we go into the 6K range? Ryan, I will let you start because I have no clue.
2: Yeah, uh, there's a few. I think at the top, um, I was going to say Grio, but he's flat seven. I may put some Grio, But uh, Pat Perez for 6,900 has still just been really good making yeah. cuts. Iron play has been fine. Uh, he's been putting fine. He's, he's done well at this course too. And like really all you need is a guy who can get a top 25 or 30 at this price. So Papares seems pretty good. Um, Reeve rates out well, but again, are you excited to play chess? Reeve? I don't know. Not, not necessarily. Um, but I mentioned this kind of when we started, but my play this week is Kramer Hickok. I think he'll get a little bit of steam. Mayo may have bet him and he's going to be talking about him, but still like, For 6,500, he's going to be like 5% owned, 6% max. I bet him at 351, just a crazy number. Um, He's been really good. He gained 5.9, I think, uh, ball striking last week at the players in that field. Uh, Yes, he was in kind of the better wave, but uh, that is nothing to bat your eye at. He's been really solid for really the last eight, nine months and i mentioned using tpc river highlands as a comp he lost in a playoff to harris english there that was his best performance um had a couple good fall swings so for 6500 i don't think there's anybody else down here who i would play above green america
1: yeah i mean i got him a 251 a DraftKings sports book i'm gonna go ahead and put that bet in right now there you, there you go, go. Right, yeah i'm gonna go put that in um for me my final cash game cornerstone is going to be an old man it's going to be Bill Haas. I, I, I have the punt somewhere. <laughs> I do like Hickok. I play him in GPPs, uh, but I mean, at some point in time, I had the punt. He's made four of his last five cuts on tour, six of his last seven here at Copperhead Resort. Like I said, I am not the biggest fan. Well, can he make any birdies? I don't know. I don't care. Just make the cut. That's all I care about for my cash game cornerstones. He's going to be my cheapest by a lot. Uh, so we'll go ahead and use Bill Haas, my cash game cornerstones this week. All all right. Usti, at, Usti at 9900 uh um, burns at 9600 answer at 9300 and haas at 6500 still leaves you 14 six uh to make the rest of your lineups other guys i do like i like your perez call uh up there are we gonna play Von taylor this week uh and, I, and of course that he I enjoys
2: don't th- i don't think so um no because again for Von taylor it's like you have to catch an awesome short game in fighting week and i don't I don't really want to play that game. Um, oh, there's one more name that I want to give you. If you want to make cut for GPPs, uh-huh. um, Jimmy Walker will make the cut. Yeah, I,
1: I, he, I looked at him as well. Uh, uh, Kirk Kinayama, another guy yep. uh, that I've been looking at. Uh, but, you know, I'll go with the hook I'll play. I'll play a hell of a, one, a lot of them on yep. GPPs. Uh, you almost talked me into playing him in cash right before uh, the show started. But we'll stick with my guns. Uh, yep. It's been going well so far, except for like, you know, the Alex chick idiot call that I had a few weeks ago. Other than that, it's been pretty good. Uh, so, so we'll go ahead and, uh, and stick with Bill Haas. Hopefully he continues his good course form and cut making abilities uh, in the last few weeks to a, uh, to a month uh, on tour. All right. So let's get to our, any, anybody else you see down here in the low, low range, we're missing anybody. Uh, no, but I mean, I, I'm,
2: I'm going to have to play these guys because it, it I mean, if I'm doing double stud, um, but no, uh, Perez Hickok, definitely my favorite. Walker I'll play. Um, I may play Livyota. He gained five strokes. He, he looked last okay week. last
1: week. He looked better last week. He had no short
2: game, but he gained five strokes approach. And uh-huh. again, like that's a guy who can make birdies and, you know, I would take, I would take him over Bill Haas
1: personally. <laughs> yeah. I know most people take a lot of people over Bill Haas. I yeah. just need a main cut from Bill. please. All right. So let's get to bets for this all week right. i'll go ahead and do my card uh for the week uh hold on it said an error error happened when i tried the bet hiccup. oh they're gonna cut your hiccup line down aren't they? Uh, that's what it looks like hold on yeah oh, there we go it there should we're, probably we're, be 200 but... we're good to go we're good to go okay, all right good. so all right so my bets for this week are going to be dustin johnson at 18 to 1 um Abe answer at 35 to 1. Uh Keegan, 50 to 1. Hadwin, 60 to 1. And then CT Pan, 140 to 1. Um Schwab,
2: 150 to 1. Got it. Um, I also have Hadwin. Uh I bet Kevin Kisner at 70 to one. Uh, I bet Gary Woodland at 70 to one. That's more of a I may fade him in DFS. Let me just bet Gary Woodland just in case he wins. I bet Bubba at, at 80 just kind of felt like a bad number. And if I'm using TPC River Highlands, that's my guy. And then Hickok at 350.
1: All right. Uh, one and done. I think oh, I'm God. going burns. I think I might waste burns this week.
2: I am so bad in this. Uh I have just just toast, had Rory last week. I actually took burns as well. Uh oh, there so, you go. so we'll be on the same page there.
1: All right. Uh, well, you know, uh, why don't you tell everyone where they can find you, there, uh, Ryan? Well, they can find me
2: here for the next couple of weeks. That's true. Uh, <laughs> sure. That's sure. We'll have uh, Golflandia. We we actually recorded about an hour ago, so that should be out tonight. And uh, yeah, always uh, uh, DMs are open and uh, Twitter's open. So you, you guys can shoot over any questions you have.
1: What's your Twitter handle? Why don't you let them know? Arbaroff four two seven. All right. You can find me on Twitter at KendoVT. You can find my article on gupscorner.com. Use promo code Kenny. Save yourself 30% on a membership to Gups Corner, which includes a risk free seven day trial. Uh, should be a fun week. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully, there's no weather delays and we get four days of good weather, good Florida golf, nothing too crazy. Waste crazy. Yeah, nothing no wave like stacks. Uh, let's just win some motherfucking money, DJ Nation.
0: Jordan Belford, stacking penny stocks while I'm flipping these birds. Shipping on Syrah, trip up with the words.